Welcome to episode 14 and are you in for a treat? Because today I am interviewing Tiffany Narbonne, founder of T. Giselle, to discover how she created such a massive Instagram following that she's now considered an Instagram celebrity. And we talk charity and giving back and I make a smoky fall margarita. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. I don't need to tell anyone that Instagram has simply exploded into the platform to be on for entrepreneurs companies large and small, as well as marketers. Instagram has over 1 billion users. Yeah, a billion. And over 65% of posts on Instagram feature some sort of product or service. So maybe as an entrepreneur or business owner, you've decided to take advantage of the awesome power of the Instagram platform, and you've created a company or personal Instagram page in order to have the ability to be in front of these 1 billion users and their collective buying power. But how do you build an Instagram following? How do you begin to build a relationship with your potential customers in this virtual setting so that they become clients? And how do you use the platform to continue to deepen your relationship with your clients? My guest today is Tiffany Narbonne of T. Giselle. If you don't know or aren't one of her 63,000 Instagram followers, yeah, you heard that right, 63,000. T. Giselle is an inspirational, meaning-based jewelry brand for everyone. T. Giselle is handcrafted on Cape Cod, Mass, in an original barn from the 1800s with a rustic feel and a bohemian vibe. Each piece of her work is designed by Tiffany, beginning with a selection of imported semi-precious stones, matching them with an array of charms to create a beautiful and stylish bracelet that has a special and precious meaning to those who wear it. I met Tiffany at a women's conference on the Cape, where we were both speakers. This event is also where I got my first T. Giselle bracelet, the Boss Lady bracelet, that she gave as a gift to all the speakers that were there that day. This is also where my love for her stackable, impeccably designed jewelry first took root. I've since added bracelet upon bracelet to my collection, and there is no end in sight. The story of T. Giselle is that of a woman who followed that which set her soul on fire, which is also her most loved quote. T. Giselle began as an Etsy shop and a Facebook page. When the company took off on those sites, Tiffany then began to approach retail stores about carrying her brand and is now featured in hundreds of retail stores nationwide. She even has her very own brick-and-mortar store on Cape Cod. Tiffany's personality shines through in every single one of her bracelets, from the fact that there is a special meaning behind each gemstone and charm which Tiffany writes on a card herself and is included with every single piece of jewelry. Tiffany has found a way to translate her love for her product and her connection with those who wear her bracelets into a relationship with her Instagram followers. I've invited Tiffany here today to talk to us about how she was able to do this, how when you love what you do and you are doing it for the right reasons, people believe in your product and then they become lifelong customers. The following interview and its contents are brought to you by B Architecture Studio, 
a boutique architecture studio with locations on the North Shore of Massachusetts and Cape Cod. B Architecture Studio uses their core principles of listen, communicate, and create to design homes that suit how you live. For more information and to be inspired for your next home project, visit www.bearcstudio.com. Links in the show notes. Number one, obviously, thank you. I know you're super busy. Oh, no, this is awesome. (laughs) I was doing a lot of research before our interview, and I'm sure you've heard this, but I learned that when you have 30,000 Instagram followers, you are technically considered a celebrity. Oh, my God. And you have over 63,000 followers. So I reckon. Wow, look at that. (laughs) Yeah, I reckon with over 63,000 followers that you're a big freaking deal. Like, you're not just a celebrity. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. It's taking us, you know, years to really build that platform. But social is really how I've built our whole company since day one. Yeah. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit. I I mean, I want to talk about the company, but also so many people are wondering how long it takes to build a following. And I think people get frustrated when it doesn't happen right away. They see someone like that has 63,000 followers and they have to realize that didn't happen overnight. Like it it takes time. But before we get into the social part, just a little bit about you and the company. I know there are a lot of people out there who have a passion for something and they're not quite sure they can turn it into a business. Like I remember that too. I mean, my company is almost five years old. Awesome. Congrats. Oh, thanks. And me wondering like, is this something like I can do for a living? Like what made you create TGSL? Was it a couple of things that happened or was it one? It's definitely a few things combined. I went to UNH up in New Hampshire. I graduated from college. I started working at a channel seven news actually in Boston, but my heart like wasn't in it. So what's crazy was while I was there, I began just making jewelry. I really have always been very into stones and their meanings since I was a kid. And so one day I literally ordered up some strands of stones. I taught my Myself, really had to do everything. Mind you, I funded this, started all this with my own money. And so I'm getting these strands in and they're huge stones. I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do with these? And so um, I ended up figuring out the size I love, which ended up being eight. It's our eight mm is like our traditional size. And that's been the core since my very first bracelet. So I made a bracelet. Mind you, I'm still at channel seven and just a passion came over me that I've really never felt in my life. Like I wasn't into sports. I I never had something that I like love. Like I love my friends. I love shopping, but I never had a hobby. You know what I mean? And some of my friends just, they had things they were involved in and I just never found that personally. And so when I made my first bracelet, it was like something came over me and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'll never forget that moment. And then I made my first bracelet. I put pyrite on it, which is the piece next to every single charm. It's all, it's worn for good luck and protection. So once I made that first pattern, that's our pattern to this day. And it's just crazy when I made that first piece, just, I knew the stones had meanings. I'm like, I could give the charm a meaning and the stone has a meaning. So we could make this a dual meaning. And that's how the concept came about. I was still at channel seven. And then one day I was still doing this on the side and I made a Facebook page 
and I put some on and I put them on Etsy. So that's how I first started getting involved with getting it out there besides just to my friends and family. After we put them on Facebook and Etsy, I started getting sales all over the world. And so it was really, really special. Um, Etsy just started, this was like eight years ago. So it wasn't like Etsy wasn't like it is now. It was smaller. So I feel like it was really special during that moment for me because it was giving me confidence that, okay, maybe we have something here besides my friends and family saying they love it. People are from all over genuinely connecting to these meanings that I'm writing and these bracelets. So it was really special. And I started on Facebook first because Instagram wasn't even a thing really when I first started, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I remember when Instagram started, it was literally just like a camera filter. Oh like, yeah. You didn't post anything afterwards. You just took a picture and you had these great. Yeah, I know. And now what it's totally evolved into since the beginning, social's really been our main platform. And once, um, really started going on Facebook, a jewelry store from my hometown, Quincy Mass, approached me about carrying TGSL. And that's what really got me into wholesale. I never even thought about going into stores. It was like so special that someone approached me about wanting the brand in their store. That really was super motivating and pushed me to want to then reach out to other stores. Had you left your job by then? I was on the cusp of leaving right about when I started getting into our first store. I believe 2012 was when we started. I ended up going to my parents and telling them that I wanted to quit my job. And I had a bag of bracelets that I like showed them I dumped on the table and they were like, you're crazy. Now they're, they're my biggest fans, but it's like at that moment, you know, I just graduated. I have these loans. I have an actual job and I want to start this bracelet company that they never heard anything about. I was like, I love it. I'm, I'm like, I'm telling you, like, I'm going to go into stores. I have something special. And I literally would get in my car. I would look up stores that I knew of that I love to shop at personally, or ones that friends or family told me about. And I would just go in like totally cold and ask for the buyer. When I look back, it's crazy. Like I would just so happen to meet the buyer owner, which now being in the business, like about eight years, like that doesn't happen. Usually they won't meet you for the first time. So I was super blessed to have met at the beginning about 10 stores. Like we got into our first 10 retailers that first year. We had about 20 stores, I think in 2012 that we like ended with. And then that was when I was able to leave seven. I think what's hard for entrepreneurs is understanding when they need to hire. And I know you started making every bracelet by hand. And then that yeah. must've been, you had such an attachment to every piece that you made because you made it yourself. Yep. How did you allow yourself to give yeah. up a little so bit of that control and hire bad. people to make the bracelets? Because I think that's very hard oh for for sure. And that is, it's, it's my baby. I mean, TGSL still to this, it's my everything. I live, I breathe it. It's on my mind all the time. So when we were in about like 10, 20 stores, it started getting to the point. Like I, because on top of it, we were getting Etsy orders 
and online orders. So there was no physical way. There's no way I could make all this product. And so one day, Leon, my husband was telling his friend at the time how we were really growing. We needed help with making um, bracelets. And so his wife ended up being one of our first employees. And so she came over one day and I'll never forget, like I taught her how to make the bracelet. And I was like, no one's going to be able to do this. It was just like very tricky. And it was so when she made that first bracelet, then since then it has evolved. So now I have a whole team. I think we have about eight girls that help make all the jewelry. Now, fast forward years later, I still design everything, but I don't make all the jewelry, but it is all made right here. And I do feel like my girls, whenever we hire anyone, just letting them know how important each piece is. It's not like it's just, okay, we got to make all these bracelets. Every bracelet is just as special as the next ones. And I really feel my team puts their heart and soul into making the bracelets. And I feel like that's what also comes through with our jewelry, seeing the love that they put in and just the energy at our workplace, being able to have something that I stand behind and my team does too. I feel like being able to let that part go even though it was hard having people being able to help me assemble this stuff i'm able to do other things that can help grow the brand back to the the instagram question because i think everybody's like how do i get more followers on instagram how do you think you were able to transfer the vibe of teachazelle into instagram and every time you post there's a massive response how do you think you so, were able to create that relationship with people since online. Since the beginning for me personally, one thing that I really recommend is you know your passion, you know what it is you're trying to, whether it's sell or show, once you really find like what it is that you want to be your story, that's the most important part of your social. So. When I started the TGSL Instagram handle, I really wanted people to feel not just connected to my product, but to me as well. And that was part of my story. So I always thought that that was so important. And I feel like there's so many brands that don't do that. I personally want to put myself out there. I feel like it transitions to one another. People being able to connect to my jewelry, they can connect to me as a person and just see the story behind it all from the stories to the stones to the inspiration behind it. I feel like it's just so important to really try to connect with the consumer on the personal level. If someone writes to you, whether it's a comment or a direct message, I always get back to everyone. I just think it's so important. Maybe not everyone might do that, but does take time. It is tedious, but those are the people that are loving your story. They're connecting to you. And with time, it builds. For instance, it took us years to get to, now we're about a little over 60,000 followers, but that on top of doing that, putting yourself out there. I mean, obviously right now is a tricky time. You can't be doing trunk shows. You can't be doing events to build your brand. For me over the years, I was able to do that. I was able to get in the face of different consumers from all over, whether it was trade shows or little pop-ups. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Try to get that personal touch in there, whether it's you writing back to the, the customers or sharing a little insight of your life. Because for instance, my most liked photos are pictures of me and my puppy or me and my husband, my team. Those are what gives us the most amount of likes. Like it's crazy, but it's because people feel so connected, but then it helps them connect to my jewelry because it's all goes hand in hand. I'm sharing my story of my brand, but then all these pieces 
have these special messages that I write. I feel like being able to put yourself out there and yeah, it can be uncomfortable when I do my story sometimes, but you just can't worry about it. I mean, you got to just do you and focus on you and your message you're trying to get across with your brand. But I just think that is such, such an important critical part is just sharing more of your story because not everyone just wants to see like the product, the product, the product. My page would be so boring if it was like just a picture of a bracelet every day or a different stack. I know when you're doing photo shoots, you always do behind the scenes of the photo yeah. and it sort of builds an anticipation for your followers as well. Oh, where there's going to be new stuff coming. Exactly. And just trying to get back to them. Now I do weekly Facebook lives. Those we started doing in March at the beginning of COVID. And I still want to be able to be in touch with our fans now that I'm not doing events or our boutiques closed on the Cape. So we started doing the lives and now we get thousands of views. It's crazy. It's just, I think people, whether you're a brand, a store, a company, whatever it is, I think taking full advantage of social right now is so important. And like, I feel like you can't always forget about Facebook because Instagram's great. And don't get me wrong, Instagram's such a huge part of our company, but also Facebook's so important too, because you do have a different market on there. Like, at least for us, like we have so many women that tune into those lives. It's crazy. I'm assuming the women who buy your bracelets, their demographics are completely really wide. So you have totally. to cover all of the platforms. Yeah. So I think that in going, being on both of those platforms, like not forgetting about the other, like there was a time when I took a break from Facebook because I personally was like, oh, like I'm not really using it. So I stopped posting Facebook and we were looking at the analytics on our website and it was crazy. I'm like, oh my God, we need to be back. But all of it really goes hand in hand someone might find you on Facebook and yeah, it's just one like at the time or one new follower, but all of that takes time, but it all builds up. You know what I mean? And just staying active. You have to post every day. Every day. Yeah. And some people don't do that. Yeah. So I think a good thing that you said is when you said, I looked at the analytics because I think people have to understand there's data behind every post that you put out there. Oh yeah. So on Instagram, Look at the insights to all the posts. See yeah. how many people have liked it, commented on it, but also saved it. Exactly. If people are saving it, then you're like, okay, this is the kind of content they like that to people see. are really liking to see. So let me create more of this feel of content for sure. And, and I think just breaking up, at least for me, breaking up your vibe and your feed, not posting the same thing all the time. Sometimes I'll have a bunch of stacks that. I'm like, oh, there's too many stacks on the feed. It's just how my brain works. Do you but schedule out your to feed it up. in advance? So funny that you asked, but we now we're on Hootsuite. So I totally recommend it. I've never wanted to do it for so long. I'm like, no, like I can't. Like I literally, which is crazy. I've always posted on a whim. Like I put them in an app where I can see it, but I've never had a rhyme or reason. But now using Hootsuite, has been a game changer. Using Hootsuite, you can also see all the analytics. You can see all the comments, take total advantage of what you want to promote. And it helps you also, I feel like, with being able to see what you maybe need more of for content or what you might need less of or what you want your feed to look like. But I do feel like having some type of vision of what you want your content to look like within your feed. And Hootsuite really helps you because then you can see what you want covered, at least for our social. 
I mean, I think you made a good point. You can't just post and then be gone for a long time. You have to have a cadence yeah. to how you post. So how many times do you post a day? Do you have a set number that you, like, this is my so minimum? We, we do at least one. And then depending what we have going on for launches and releases, we sometimes do two to three. But I would say mostly we do about two. We usually do one in the morning and we do one at night or in the afternoon. I feel like with the algorithms and everything, sometimes stuff gets lost. Some people don't see your first post. You can get lost in the feed. So I think it's important if you, I don't think you have to do it every day, but we do about, I would say about four to five times a week. We post twice. Sometimes we post once. It depends just what we have going on, but always posting. And at least for our stuff, the morning early between like seven 30 and eight is a great time for our brand. And from six to eight is really good for us at night. And then midday is okay. Yeah, I think that's a part of growing an audience is knowing when your audience is actually using the platform. Oh, yeah. And And that takes some time to figure out. And even think of yourself, when you're on your phone the most, like when you're scrolling at night, when you're finally like chilling, sitting on your couch, or in the morning, when at least I do, like when you get up. Stories, I feel, are really important. We're trying to post more on the stories. We do see that when we do through our analytics, it is stronger, especially being able to do the swipe up um, option and all of that. But I do think stories are important. I try to stay consistent on there, at least like at least four posts a day in the story. But the story is so cool with showing your behind the scenes stuff, Mm -hmm. maybe little snippets of you, like the person talking about something, or maybe if you have something coming up, the stories give you that opportunity because you're not going to want to post all that in your feed. So it's cool because that's, at least that's how I use it. Like, I'll be like, oh, if something's coming or if we have a special release, I'll say a lot of that in the stories. Yeah. So you've had some very successful partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most um, famous one would be Lisa Vanderpump and oh, the yeah. Vanderpump Dogs. and if my research serves me correctly, I believe that you connected with her over Instagram. Like, so can oh, you yeah. talk about how that happened, how that came about? Totally. So that is so, so crazy. And one personal thing too, that I personally, I believe in like manifesting, you know, really, if you want something, be like, this can happen or it's going to happen, or you want to make it happen. I've always been the biggest fan of Bravo. I love all that stuff. Reality TV is my jam, but especially (laughs) Bravo. Um, So anyways, literally one day I was on um, Instagram and I made my puppy Lola, who's our little mascot. She's my little chick. I made her an Instagram handle and she started getting like all these followers. And one of them one day happened to be Vanderpump Dogs. I was like, "Uh, oh my God. I was like, are you kidding me? And I said to my husband, oh my God, Vanderpump Dogs is following Lola. So I literally went on Instagram on T. Giselle's account and I wrote to Lisa Vanderpump, literally thinking nothing might come of this, but whatever, you never know. So I sent her an email just saying, thank you, how Vanderpump Dogs was following us and how I admire everything she's created with her Vanderpump organization. And she wrote me back. So her daughter, Pandora, and then John Blizzard, who now is one of my friends, he's one of Lisa as right-hand people for her organization, Vanderpump Dogs, and they wanted to work together. So I literally set up a time to talk to John Blizzard and Pandora. And after that, they invited us to Vanderpump World Dog Day. 
And that's where I got to meet Lisa. Now we've done these twice with them. She's amazing. She's such a boss lady. Like, oh my God, she was great. So that partnership has been awesome. We still work with them. And then we were able to make a special charm for Vanderpump Dogs. And I think the lesson in there is you don't get what you don't ask for. So no. if it seems crazy and it seems out there and you're like, oh, this is such a stretch, just do the stretch anyways. You don't know what could happen. Oh, for sure. I went to this women's summit last year or the year before, and it was so inspiring. Somebody was saying how you really can't let fear hold you back. And since that day, I really, really try to hold on to that. You never know. And all of the different things that have happened from partnerships we've done or stores we're into, some of them would have never happened if I didn't try. And there's so many times where people, and don't get me wrong, I do it myself, um, but I'm really trying to work on it. Like just automatically judging it's not going to happen because you're like, it can happen, but it totally could. And you never know. You don't know unless you totally try. And that, that whole situation was literally proof. I could have been like, oh my God, she'll never write me back. Yeah. And I would have never, ever done any of that. Yeah, I was, you know, it's funny because I was nominated for this fearless female podcast. And what? when they reached out to me, I was like, I'm not fearless. I actually live in fear every day. I, I try to actively do things that scare me. I try to convert fear into energy. I'm not fearless. I feel like I'm afraid of a lot of things. It's just, do you let fear stop you or do you use the momentum fear creates exactly. to do something with it? And what's crazy is I write all the meanings behind all of our Teach Us All pieces. And I came up with a charm this fall that's called the Shield of Strength. And it's just Warner remind you to stay strong, to like really never give up and that you can get through anything. And on the back of the charm, I put don't let fear hold you back as a little secret message. We all need that, whether it's your work, your personal life, whatever it is, that's just something you can't let your fears keep you from, whether it's chasing a dream or just saying something that you want to get across. It's, yeah, I, I totally, totally believe that. Can you tell me a little bit about the bracelet that you created for the coronavirus relief fund? Because I know okay. you've raised a tremendous amount of money Thank for the you. fund. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like one day I was working from home and especially being pregnant, I was like, and I just found out I was pregnant, so we weren't really like saying anything yet. And I was just so overwhelmed with everything. I was like thinking about my team, thinking about my stores, just like all these people all over the world that this was like truly affecting, including us. And I wanted to do something to help. And I was like, what could we do? I'm like, what if we make a bracelet? We could do stones that symbolize strength, positivity, and we could donate to global giving. I talked about it with my team and, and we did $5 from every sale went to the coronavirus relief fund. And so it was so special. We got sales all over the world. It was just so, so special. Their response was so amazing. The messages we received from people, it was truly overwhelming. We were not expecting any of this when we started it. We were like, we just want to do something to help. We didn't think it was going to be able to do what it did. We donated over $35,000 to this fund. And it's still active too. It's helping nurses, doctors on the front line and families in need. So it's truly such an amazing organization. And just knowing that with everyone's help, we were able to make such a difference. Are those bracelets so, still for sale? Can people still- Yeah, they're, they're still for sale. And what's crazy was like during all this, we last year, we came up with this new collection that we wanted to create 
this year for um, fall and it's called our help collection and so now we're releasing our whole new help collection this fall which we're going to be working with global giving two dollars from every sale will be donated to multiple causes around the world we wanted to be able as a company to do more to be able to like help and give back and just seeing just how special the relief bracelet was was just something i'll never forget it was from the messages we received from strangers it was just like oh my god i can't what we've learned from you today is an instagram following is not going to happen overnight <laughs> <laughs> but it's to- definitely you know just staying on it and just just staying active on consistently consistently being in front of your audience but also if you are the face of your product then be the face on instagram as well so i think exactly i think people yes they buy products but they buy products from people so yeah and i think the main thing is just trying to really figure out what makes you different you know what it is better than anyone so you got to figure that out and then that how do you want to share that Yeah. And also, I think you've taught the listeners that even if something seems really big and hairy and scary and you don't think anything's going to come of it, you can still try. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think that story about Lisa Vanderpump is amazing that you just, you said she's probably not going to read this and then look at all the things that came from that and all the things that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't just sent that message. So Exactly. And there's been, trust me, tons of times I've sent messages where I never got a response back, but there's been many where we have. You can't let all those other ones tear you down. You got to just keep going and something good always comes out of it. And so just not ever giving up and just keeping your hustle and your dream going. Yeah, I don't think there's any, I don't think any efforts are ever wasted. Like, no. you, it's an experience. You're going to learn from it. You're going to take that knowledge into your next endeavor and into your next try. I don't think there's any efforts that you do that, that aren't worth it or that you don't learn from. So Totally. And I think too, like there's been tons of times when I've failed and did something, wish I did it differently. And at, and now looking back, I'm so happy those things happened because it made us a stronger company. It made me a stronger business owner. Sometimes you got to go through all that to be able to really figure out the right way to do something or just to learn from it. I try to take those obstacles to be able to make it into a positive and just look at it and how you can make something different. Yeah. I always say you can't learn from your mistakes if you don't make any. Yeah. It's so, so, true. so let's all just make mistakes and learn from them and exactly. like come out stronger than ever. decisions and yeah. put ourselves out there. This was great. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I'm Thank so glad you. you agreed to do this. Oh my God. I was like super pumped when you asked. And thank mm. you for supporting the brand and for all your love. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Julie. Yes. For us. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay healthy. You too. <laughs> okay. Bye. There is so much to be learned from this interview. The most important of which is probably that there is no such thing as an overnight success. Tiffany became an Instagram celebrity by creating a company and a product where she gets to do what she loves and has a passion for every day. And her passion for what she creates is evident in her branding and marketing and how she interacts with and builds a relationship with her clients. A couple of days after our conversation, she sent me my very own Shield of Strength bracelet as a reminder to never let fear hold me back. When I interviewed Tiffany, she was pregnant. She has since given birth to a beautiful baby boy named Maddox. 
Offline, I asked her what her favorite drink was when she wasn't baby bumping, and she said, a margarita for sure. Girl after my own heart. So this week's drink of the week is a twist on the margarita. I made it up all by myself. So what I did was I took one and a half ounces of Domaine Canton, which is like a ginger liquor. It's got that cool bottle with like a wavy bottle. One ounce of smoky mezcal and a half ounce of fresh lime juice. You know what I'm going to say here. Use fresh lime juice. Absolutely no prepackaged shit. That's it. I put that in a mixing glass over ice, stirred it for a while, then strained it in a rocks glass with additional ice. Delicious if I do say so myself. And now I need to give a shout out to Rebecca, who is the very first listener to donate to the bar tab via PayPal. Girlfriend, you rock. When I was a bartender, we used to ring a bell when we got a big tip. So now I just need to figure out what beer or wine or spirit I'm going to invest in with your generous donation and also create, you know, fun cocktails with. As always, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to listen in. I really appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please do write a review on iTunes and share it with your friends. Thank you so, so much. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works.